Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. We're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business. We know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned in purpose, grow businesses that create impact, and live the lives we work so hard for. Sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. I'm Corey, and I'm a brand strategist specializing in brand photography for small business owners. And I'm Melissa, a confidence and business coach for female founders. And together, we're the Business Reboot. We're an education hub for entrepreneurs, helping you refine your brand and generate more revenue by helping you create offers that make sense. And speaking of offers that make sense, Melissa, today we are talking all about how sales don't have to be hard or complicated. Sometimes it's as simple as saying that you have an offer that's available. And we have people that we have worked with that were like, hey, just say you are offering this. That's the first step in making sales. If you're not looking to make sales and increase revenue in your business, then this episode isn't for you. You can go ahead and skip it and replay a different episode. (laughs) But if you are looking to make more sales and drive revenue in your business, we have the goods for you today. Right. Okay. So oftentimes we have business owners who are really just afraid of sales and they get so afraid of making those sales that they busy themselves with crap that's not actually going to help them increase their revenue. So they'll make it weird and it can get really complicated. And you can take something that was supposed to be a super helpful service and turn it into a pushy, uncomfortable scenario where the price won't ever match the value because you've made people feel put out before they can even buy in. So... We just we just want to talk about that today. Sales does not have to be an icky word. I think I think in business people feel like you either really love sales or you hate it, and that's the worst part of actually having a business. And I'm a I'm a love it kind of gal. I'm a love it, same. I'm a love it gal. It's same, fun. Same. You know what I look at it too as I think because we're people, people. I like knowing that I'm there to help people. I'm not there to sell them something. I'm there to help. And I think that when you have a product or a service that you know people can benefit from and you can see the value in the marketplace for what you have to offer and you're really good at showcasing and talking about the the offer that you have, it gets really fun to know that you're helping people. Right, right. So we're going to talk today just about not making sales complicated or weird. Like, just don't make it weird. So um, the other day, I actually ended up having coffee with um, someone who's local to me, and she is a new coach, and she um, has a dynamic business outside of that, too. And we were just talking. She um, messaged me because we had a common friend that she had met. And she said, you know, uh, do you want to meet for coffee? And so I went because I love meeting people who are in my industry, especially locally. And she was the same way. And so we went and we were talking. And as we're talking and I'm asking her questions about her business and how she serves people, she looked at me and she said, I mean, is it weird for coaches to have coaches? And I was like, no, girl, like I have a coach. Corey has a coach. Like this is what we do. Um, It is always good to have somebody that's there to help support you and hold you accountable and help you stay focused and all the things. And the conversation went from this is what I do. And this is, you know, just mutually sharing these things to her asking questions. And let me tell you, had I never said, yes, absolutely. You too have the opportunity to, to, hire me to work with you to help grow your business. Um, she never would have known that that was something that that I offer. And I think that that is something that gets really complicated and weird for people is that they're afraid to mention that they have a product that's for sale. So, I mean, this coach and I are not working together yet, but I believe that we will be one day, but it's because 
just naturally in conversation, I brought it up and it turned out like she was asking for it. And so you don't have to make it some big to, there are no, there are no like Beetlejuice lights flashing behind you, like <laughs> buy this, buy this. Um, it can naturally come up in conversation and, and in turn can be something that they really, really need that can benefit them. Um, Corey's going to share a story too, but I think about our mastermind and we had a student, in our mastermind who is just like, every time we talk about her, it makes me get chills and a little emotional um, because she was so dynamic and she um, opened up um, a brick and mortar while she was working with us. And it was just like the amount of offers and things that they've been able to do are insane, which is crazy. Um, but we were talking when she was first building out her packages and she was building them. It's a she is in like pelvic floor therapy and uh, support and she does a lot of PT and, and all kinds of things. And when she was building up her initial packages, she said to me, well, I'm looking at doing it as a four session pack and maybe an eight session pack. And I just feel bad because it's like th the money gets expensive when people are buying these bulk packs. And I asked her, I said, well, let me ask you this. Um, if somebody comes to you and um, they pee every time they sneeze, <laughs> yeah. um, will one session fix that? And she's like, no. No way is one session going to, that's going to lay some foundational groundwork that they're going to be able to utilize as they're, you know, working through the exercises, but that ain't going to cut it. And I said, well, then why would you sell them something that's not going to fulfill what they need fully? And she, it like a light bulb like clicked and she bulb. was like, wait a minute. So then it, it takes away the like pushiness and the ickiness and the weirdness because you can't fully serve someone unless you're telling them everything that you can do. Now there's, we'll get into this later in the episode about ways to make that not weird, but, but it would have been a disservice to say, I can help you and then leave them disenchanted by only giving them a part of what you offer instead of what you really think that they need. So, um, you know, I just think we got to be able to say it. We have to be able to vocalize that because people can't buy it if it's, you know, you don't talk to them about it. Right. And I think too, sometimes you can allow your business to evolve and start offering something um, to sell that you maybe didn't even have in your vision of selling in your business. For instance, uh, and I've said this story countless times, but I'm going to share an extra little piece of it is that I have, um, I started out in senior photography. I started out with family photography, then I pivoted into senior photography and it was just kind of like shoot and, and share to where I shot. And then I gave them the images. Well, then I had clients that were like, we don't have time or the know-how to get these printed. So they're beautiful pieces on our wall. And I was like, well, that's a, that's a red flag right there because that is a way that I could help them. I have that expertise. So let me offer that. And then that morphed into in-person sales. And so I was bringing them into my studio space and we were sitting down and looking at them. And the first thing I always said, it always came out of my mouth first was that I am not here to sell you something you don't need. I'm mm -hmm. actually, and I just called it like, I'm like, I'm not a great salesperson. I am here to get you what you need. So tell me how you're going to use these senior portraits, where you're going to put them. Are you buying for grandma, aunt Sally and the neighbor down the street? Or is this something that you just want some great digitals to um, like, remember this moment in time that you're never going to get back at this very special age and stage. And by me asking them, starting out the sales process, what do you need? It's not what I want from you. It's what do you actually need from me? And then I'm going to point you in the right direction. Let's look at all the digital collections. Or if you don't want digitals and you really want beautiful prints on your walls, well, then let's look at all of these, these print um, collections. And then I might be able to even make a custom package for you. If you need more of this and less than this, then let's see how we can change a few things out. You don't need wallets. Okay, well, let's take that out. That now becomes a gift print. Um, so 
being able to to be a good human and ask them for what they're looking for in terms of sales made my in-person sales so much easier, number one, less complicated, number two, and number three, so successful financially because they were not gripping onto a wallet thinking she's trying to, you know, squeeze as much out of my purse as possible. Corey's actually really here to help me get just what I need and nothing more. And so that built a level of trust. And then it became such a great process. They had a wonderful time. They ended up with a great experience and a great product. And then they would refer their friends to me. So that's something that you, when you get really good at just being a natural human and helping people, sales become um, much more fluid and easier. Right. So just to kind of get into the how of doing this, how do you do this? Well, Corey just mentioned it, like be a good human, which what we mean by that is like, don't be a disgruntled honey. Don't you do it. Don't go in there and be rude. And and also, I think that when we posture ourselves as serving rather than selling, it softens the blow of price <laughs> because people are then searching for ways that they can put their own perceived value on what you do rather than just looking at it as she's trying to, you know, take every bit of money that I've ever earned just so that I can work with her. Cause that's not the case. Like mm-hmm. if people are primed and ready to work with you, then they're going to look at the price and go, yeah, okay, that's worth it. And that it's going to help them to assign value and work to it too. Um, but you know, when you know, listening to people, that's another thing, listen to people and hear what they want from you. Then, then you can figure out how to create an offer suite or a product bundle or things that, that, um, can be one-off too. But when you set up your offers and you watch how people are reacting and responding because you're communicating really well with them, you're going to be able to see where those offers are landing. You know, one of our in our individual coaching clients that Corey and I are working with together um, as the reboot, you know, she's in the midst of revamping an entire offer suite because she's now, you know, been at it for a few years and can see what clients are choosing most of the time out of her offer. She's seeing what they like best and finding out what they're not utilizing. So we're helping her tweak a couple of things. And, and you know, it's like you do need time on your side for that. You This can't be just like something that you set one time and change. I mean, hello, inflation. How much is a box of cheese that's at the grocery store? Like they're constantly changing how they're selling those products. But but when you're able to sit and you're you're listening and you're watching, that's going to help you with your initial offers and then also help you down the road. Because remember, we are building for longevity. It's going to help you figure out how you can change uh, your offers, up-level them, change your posture. Um, but really, it all comes down to listening and seeing what people want and watching their responses. Um, and you do that by being willing to listen. Well, and listening is a great example. Our business coach actually gave us one time and he said... Think about when you walk into a mattress store. People don't walk into a mattress store just to browse. They're there to buy something. And it's <laughs> yeah, a mattress. So asking them, what can we help you with? Yeah. Well, like, well, like, like or, or people, the salesperson walks in. He gave a great example. He was like, when uh, he said he had an experience where he walked in, the guy was like, hey, let me know if you need anything. Like, let me know if you have any questions. And then walked away. And he was like, that was such a great opportunity for you to say, he said, how I would do it as a, as a businessman. I would say, Hey, so what kind of mattress do you currently have? 
Oh, really? Okay. So what do you like about it? And what do you not like about it? He said, as a salesperson, you're gathering information as to what's working for them and what's not working for them. So let's say they started out in a, you know, a double size bed and they're like, we don't have enough room. Okay. Well, don't go and show them the queen size bed. Go and show them the king size bed because they're looking for more room. Well, he likes it a little softer. I like the mattress a little harder. So like we're having a really hard time kind of coming to grips. We don't have a, a mattress that actually will allow you to, to set your own individual sides, like the firmness on, on either side. So let me go show you those models that asking those questions. And like Melissa said, just listening to what people need and what they're looking for will help guide their sales experience so that you can come out helping them in big ways. Also, something is that if people aren't buying, what's the feedback? What are the sticking points for people? Where are they asking you to clarify more in the offer or in the pitch? Because those are all clues that you need to give those areas of your sales process more attention. Mm-hmm. Another way mm-hmm. to be a good listener. Right, right. Um, another thing is you need to talk about your offer. Talk about why you offer it. People cannot buy what they do not know you offer. And FYI, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, but you do need to remember that done is better than perfect. So show it. Show it on your website. Show it on your social media. That's where people are going to head to like stalk your offers and check it all out and decide if it's something that they're going to buy or if they need it like right now or if they're going to wait. And, um, you know, oftentimes, especially with social media curation, we see people saying, you know, uh, and I, I look at things in the coaching space. I look at things in any creative industry space, look at a lot of small businesses, and you would be blown away at how many people will constantly tell you about all the praise that they get. It's kind of like what's running rampant in a lot of coaching circles right now where people will be like, I made seven figures last month and don't you want to make seven figures? And I'm like, yeah, you're going to tell me how to do that? (laughs) I just need to know the goods on how because you doing it, does that translate to me being able to do that? No, not necessarily. But uh, a lot of times people will post the accolades, they'll post the action that they're taking, but they don't actually post what they're offering. And it'll be a lot of contact me for, or, you know, the, the thing that I just can't do myself, which is comment this word and I'll send you a demon, a DM. Well, a demon. I, I tried to have a word, mama. I'll send you a demon. I will not send you a demon to not comment a word to get a demon. But, but, um, but it's like, they, they'll be busy telling you all the stuff that they're doing, um, but they're not actually telling you that they have it for sale. I could sit and talk to you about coaching all day long. Here's why having a coach is important. Here's what coaching can do for you, blah, 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 blah. And if I never go, oh, by the way, I'm a coach, hire me. That's your, it, we're going we're gonna to miss people who are like, yeah, you know what? That's a really good idea. I should hire business coaches that can help me with my <laughs> mindset and strategy. Man, I wonder where I can find those. But thanks for convincing me I need them. And it's like, no, we are right here. <laughs> so people can't buy what they don't know exists. You're right. And the next thing is to under promise and over deliver. That way they are so impressed that you actually kind of blow it out of the water with customer service and results. And, and it, that, that will literally transform your business. Melissa and I have watched that happen over the years, under promising and over delivering love on your people and they will love you back. You want people to say, my only regret is that I didn't hire you sooner. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, I do. Good responses because you showed up and you overserved. And I don't mean this in terms of not having boundaries in your business. We have a whole podcast episode about that. You are not answering an on-call, answering emails and on-call at midnight for clients. But for instance, for me, I will oftentimes say to people, they're like, when will I be getting these pictures? And I'll be like, well, 
I'm going to tell you two weeks, but you might get them sooner. And then my goal is always to get them to them in under a week. And then they are blown away by that service and that you know, speed in which I was able to deliver that that actually helps the sales process because then they are going and referring me to other clients. Right, right. And then sell them what they actually need. Okay, this is where the Sandler method comes into play. Selling, if you don't know about the Sandler method, it's, it's essentially selling people what they need instead of just pushing every single product and offer that you have on the table. Um, listen to what they're asking for and guide the sales in that direction. You can upsell to somebody, but it's not always good for your business uh, because sometimes people are like, dang, can you, have you ever ordered a pizza? Get online to order a pizza. And it'll pop up a screen and be like, did you want breadsticks? Did you want a pizza cookie? Did you want? And then then when you click no and it pops up, do you need a drink? No. And you pop up again. Do you need more sauces? And I'm like, if I can't get to the end of this, I'm about to throw this whole pizza in the trash. And I haven't (laughs) even checked out yet. Quit trying to sell me everything. Doesn't mean that upselling isn't good because sometimes people need that. They need the additional support. If they are booking with Corey to get a certain number of images and they realize that that is just not enough, she can then it is a helpful thing for her to be able to upsell them to the next package where they get more of what they actually need. Or for me, if it, it comes down to, I use Voxer in my, my coaching business. If they need additional Voxer support, I can add that on. And it's not me being greedy. It's me saying, I want to be able to give you more access because that feels like it's what you need right now. And in order to do that, here's what it costs. People don't look at you and go, you're a monster. No, it's that you're, you're giving them what they need. So, you know, but know that if you're coming at somebody over and over and over with an upsell, that there's a time and place. Sometimes it gets real annoying when people are ready to buy and they're wanting, you know, to buy right then. And then all you keep doing is adding and adding and adding and adding things. They don't need to buy your kitchen sink, bottom line. So just listen and sell them what they're asking for. And the last point we're going to make on this subject is sell what you know. That yes, save ma'am. you a lot of heartache. Don't, don't try to be the one-stop shop. I like jack of all trades, sell what you are the expert in and within, or if you have a product within that niche so that your product stands out best. But yeah, I remember, know, yeah. <laughs> I remember when I first started my business, mind you, like almost 20 years ago and I was a photographer and people would be like, can you take pictures of my dog? And I was like, yes, I have always wanted to be a dog photographer. I'm not a dog photographer. I'm like, can you take a picture of my kids standing in on this branch of a tree. You know what? I specialize in taking pictures of <laughs> kids on a branch of a tree. I mean, no, I don't. I did not at all. But at the beginning, and this is kind of like warning to our new entrepreneurs who are listening, like don't take every single job opportunity that comes your way because if it's not a good fit and you can't properly serve, it will be a detriment to you because if you don't love it, you'll get burnt out and tired and you'll never want to do it again. And then you'll hate everything. And that's just what's going to happen. Well, we have another mastermind student from our um, spring semester. And she, during that time, really started narrowing in on the things that she really loved and was good at and the things that she wanted to let go. And we helped her give permission to like drop those things. And guess what? You would think, because this is the natural response is that if I let those things, those offers go, oh my gosh, my numbers are going to suffer. My sales are going to plummet. Oh my gosh, guess what? The opposite happened. Her business exploded. You know why? Because she let go of those extraneous things that she didn't enjoy doing or the types of photography she didn't want to be doing anymore. She was able to have more space to really serve the people that were already there in the niche she wanted to serve in and call in more clients that were actually higher paying clients. So uh, that she loved working with. So narrowing down does not mean it's going to hurt your business. 
Absolutely. Okay. So just to wrap this all up, sales don't have to be hard. You can change your mindset. If you can do that and change it from selling to serving, it's going to make getting the tools, services, and products that you offer in the hands of your clients so much easier. And because we have just said to you, like people can't buy what they don't know, um, we want to let you know something that nobody else knows yet. And that is that the doors to our business reboot mastermind are going to be open. Well, you know what? For you, for only for you, our beautiful podcast listener, <laughs> we love you. the doors are open now. Okay. So they're not opening for everybody else until the very beginning of November. There's going to be a like three-week window that they're open. But if you are wanting to up-level your business and just hammer down that foundation that you have and learn all about growing and scaling and building additional revenue within the walls of your business, this mastermind, the six-month incredible mastermind is for you. The doors are open now. You can go to our website at thebusinessreboot.com to grab your seat. We've got limited space and we're going to be starting the second week of January. Um, It's going to be incredible. So just know that it's there. You can't say we didn't tell you. Can't say we didn't invite you in because we're talking directly to you, my friend. If you are ready to be supported and encouraged and have attention brought uh, into your business in ways that you haven't ever felt supported before, we have got you and we're really, really excited about what's coming in 2024 for all of the businesses that we're going to be supporting with this mastermind. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Corey, you got anything else you need to say? No, I was just going to say, don't forget to join us or to connect with us on Instagram at The Business Reboot or visit our website, thebusinessreboot.com. And we will be back next week with another episode of The Business Reboot Podcast. Mm